Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. This episode would have come out a week earlier. It would have been recorded a week earlier, except um, Thursday night last week when we were going to record an episode, um, my internet went out. And, and it's like, okay, that happens sometimes, usually because there's a power or a tree branch falls down. I waited and I waited and, and then I finally called. And this Why was your internet exciting new fast internet yes. too. Ten days. I had my fast fiber optic without a limit internet for ten days. It turns out what because I actually met the guys repairing the line on the road as I was driving home. Um my the, the fiber optic cable had been literally cut, a clean cut. Some asshole had gone around and cut the cable. Why? I don't know. Maybe they were looking for copper in the fucking things. Maybe they're a meth head. Maybe I they thought know. it was going to give them five G. I don't know. It, it, well, it, it is five G and make them magnetic. Thing, but whatever. And anyway, they fixed it that night. It should have been fixed by eight o'clock. This was the, the day after it went out, but it was not fixed then because apparently the same moron cut it somewhere else. They thought that maybe that one would have some copper. Like the first one didn't yeah. have copper, but the second one absolutely going to have some copper. So I, I literally had my internet cut off twice. Uh, you might say your internet was hacked. <laughs> yes. He would with say bolt that. cutters or some shit. I don't know. So, um, I, I, I have internet back now. I, I don't think it has been capped yet. I haven't checked today. That's good. But, uh, last week was fucking weird. Yeah, that would be really distressing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like today I was, today coming home was, I was actually paranoid. Oh, the internet's going to be cut off again because some meth head is cutting wires for no reason. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad to have internet and here we, here we are. There That's was right. a well, whole thing, I think, especially in the UK because I don't know, mum's net or something where people were like sabotaging new 5G towers because they thought it was going to give them COVID or something. Oh no. Oh, th- there was, oh, I forget. There was a Croatia or something somewhere in, in the, the Eastern Europe. Like a grandma was going out with a metal detector trying to find metal to, to make money as an old lady. And then she found near railroad tracks a wire underground and cut it and cut off 90% of the internet for an entire country. <laughs> so mine wasn't that bad. It was only like, there's only like a half a dozen of us on this road, on this line. But it wasn't but because crap, she had, like, some crazy conspiracy theory about it. It was just no, because she just... She was she was trying to collect copper. She wasn't a meth head. I don't yeah. think the person here was a nice, kindly old grandma with bolt cutters. Yes. But... It was very annoying, and here we are. We're back. I should have had a episode ready. Well, I should have had a back episode made, which I will by next time. Hopefully, yes. Ah, it was weird. Oh, but at least the Patreon episode came out the night before I finished editing yes. that one. Yes. So you could people can enjoy that. So go go listen to that. <laughs> and this episode of Rescue Bots. So yes, this is an episode full of crime. This is Bots and Robbers. It's time for our favorite criminals to return. <laughs> Uh, well, kind of our only, well, our our only regular criminals. Yes, the druids. Like we we 
Yeah, we've had all sorts of super. We've had you know the odd super villain, but these guys are just petty thieves. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, this first aired June twenty four, June fourteenth, twenty fourteen, and written by Chris by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt. Uh, at least uh, they they are frequent writing partners. They have written a they will go on to write two more episodes of Rescue Bots, and uh, they have also written a for a number of other uh, cartoons, uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, uh, the current uh, Spider Man series, Wait, was that Ultimate the- Spider Man. That wasn't the really bad Avengers cartoon, right? No, that was the good Avengers cartoon. Okay. Um, oh, they re- wrote for one of the Ninja Turtles cartoons? Wait. That was the the, the CG one that came before the current one. Hmm. Oh, I didn't see... Well, I haven't seen much of either of It's pretty of good. I've seen some of it. It's cute. Uh, they, uh, great uh, great uh, guest casting, as it ha- features both Gilbert Gottfried and Roseanne Barr as Krangs. Yes. Uh, I mean, I realize Roseanne Barr is a problem these days, but that's still pretty good yeah, casting. Yeah, persona non grata now. I, I, I this, think I'd rather watch the more recent one. I've seen clips of the fighting in the more recent one, and oh my god, that looks great. And uh, interestingly, uh, Chris Wyatt, also a producer on the uh, the hit film Napoleon Dynamite. Huh, um, okay. In other words, I don't like him. That is Gosh. a movie I never want to see. Oh, man. I liked it back in the day. It's been a while. I all, all I got was jokes of people retelling jokes from it about Pedro and nonsense. It's like, no, I don't want to see this piece of crap. I, I don't know how well it's aged. I never actually sat down and watched it, but I don't have like strong feelings in opposition to it. I, I, it's like Borat level to me. It's like, no, people have ruined it. Even if there was anything good in it, I would hate it. <laughs> And I kind of doubt there's anything good in Borat. There's Rudy Giuliani. I I, I stand behind I stand behind Borat. Mm. Even if it did become the uh, the go to impression for everybody who uh, f- who uh, whose Austin Powers impressions finally ran out. <laughs> I I kind of think it would sit in the same category as Tom Green, where if I'd seen it at the time, I might have liked it, but it aged badly, like Tom Green. <laughs> I mean, but per- perhaps uh, for the uh, a more full answer, you'd have to ask my wife. <laughs> yes, that that joke. I mean that that joke did pre- uh, supplant like Nicholson impressions and other shit for a while. But I think I'd rather have the the old Nicholson impressions. Bring, bring me uh. shipwreck back. <laughs> well, anyway, we we cut now to to Griffin Rock, and it is. It is a real slow news week because it is crawfish week. Oh man, they're having a race! It's so exciting! There is craw- live crawfish racing hosted by Huxley Prescott on live TV. He is very excitedly watching these crawfish, and he has a crawfish hat on. Yes, he's not even like it's not even like oh, I have better things to be covering. Huxley Prescott, he is here for this. He has bought oh, yes. in on crawfish week. He's got the hat. He's I got, it's very exciting. I got, really ex- I got really excited at the beginning because I thought it was Flobsters 2, the new batch, but <laughs> alas. Uh, we want what you want. Civilization. Oh, that would be amazing. Just All Flobsters carrying around canned food and shotguns. Flobsters episode in the same spirit as Gremlins 2. That would be amazing. Electric Flobster, the, the, the sexy lady Flobster. 
Uh, man, I, I really want to see the new series so bad. When is it coming out? <laughs> and what, uh, I forget, was it got to be on Netflix? I can't remember. Something like that. Uh, of course, this, and this is Huxley Prescott, a known degenerate who probably lives in a van. He definitely has money on these crawfish races. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, he has got, he's got a grand on Scuttletail, and if he doesn't make it, he's going to have to sell his van's hubcaps. Oh, no. Oh, no. Poor Huxley. But, uh, you know, the bots are fairly engrossed, even though, um, uh, I, even though, uh, Heatwave's wondering, uh, you know, if the, if the sharks were busy. I guess this is to Griffin Rock as Shark Week is to Discovery. Uh huh. It's exciting. But soon a, a shadowy figure sneaks up on them. It's Cody disguised as Snidely Whiplash. Yes, he's got the whole big mustache and everything. Uh, I believe specifically he's playing Bad News Bruce. Yes. <laughs> in the school play, isn't it? Yeah, in the school play, yes. yes. Which is, we've never actually seen him at school. No, no. Uh, oh. I mean, I guess you sort of assume that he must have classmates, but yeah, that's that's a good point. It, it didn't occur to and me. He seems but- to know all the other kids in town, so it's yeah. presumably it might even be like a one-room schoolhouse kind of deal, or uh, like a Montessori thing. Mm-hmm. It might have a, a, a robot teacher. Ooh. Oh, we gotta get an episode there at some point. I mean, actually, it's kind of surprising we haven't had an episode at school. We've had school-related events, like the science fair shit, but it wasn't at a school. No. Oh. That is kind of unusual. Yeah, well, it, it is and it isn't, because, like, Ed, 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 Eddie had, like, three or four seasons before they went to school of episodes. And, of course, uh Russell has yet to go to school on Robots in Disguise, but I think that's all taking place during the summer. Hmm. Yeah, that's a very summer vacation vibe. Hanging out with your dad at the junkyard. Yep. While your mom is doing things. So, anyway, they are... uh, So, Chase doesn't quite understand the concept of a villain. So, uh, Cody is going to have him watch some uh, detective movies. He doesn't understand the concept of... uh, pretending to be a villain. Yes. But uh, soon their their peaceful days of crawfish uh, watching are uh, are done as as local hoodlums Evan and Miles are once again uh, breaking into the town museum. Yay! It's and the they're trying to steal a yes. Uh, they're trying to steal a chunk of mechanite or possibly meganite. I think it's mechanite. Hmm. I I. I believe Meganite is a is a Meganite a real thing? I don't I think so. I don't know. And sounds very like uh, Mega Man. Well, I was thinking Mega O Knight, like the uh, like the the, uh, the toy company. Oh, although I guess that's actually pronounced Amigo, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, Amigo. They, they did, like, the little dolls with the mittens on in the 70s. Oh, yes. Mm. Anyway, uh... So the uh, the team goes in to stop them, but unfortunately, the uh, not only have they brought hoverboards so they can escape like Griff Tannen, and they get some. Uh, they have also great music when <laughs> they're escaping. Yes, they have also hacked into the security system, so the bots are then manhandled by a bunch of giant robotic claws. Yes. Uh, to which Chase says, "Unhand me, hand." So, uh, unfortunately, they, you know, Chase gets out, he, uh, he, he shuts everything else down, but, uh, Evan and Miles get away. They, they leave so now, to perform some druid crimes another day. Well, we see their headquarters and it's that abandoned cannery again. Uh, what? You'd think that uh, the someone one we, would like do something about that. I, at least I hope somebody has cleared out the cans of spam that turn people into monsters. <laughs> you, you would hope so. Feature. That place probably smells like fish, though. Yes. Mm. And uh, they, they, have, they are installing this into their newest creation, the Tech Wrecker. And it, it is a, a machine that deactivates all other machines, presumably including our, our pals, the, uh, the rescue bots. Sometimes they get to be exempted, but this time that that is not uh, that does not seem to be the case. Yes. So we we cut now to the firehouse, and Chase has found his newest hyperfixation yes. because he is super into these uh, detective movies. He is going <laughs> yeah. to become Nightbeat now. He is very much doing a Bogart impression for pretty much the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yes, well, uh, well, the guy in the the guy in the movie is definitely a guy doing a Bogart. Well, I think it's probably Maurice Lamarche doing a Bogart impression, mm-hmm. which just gave me flashbacks to Angels with Filthy Souls. One, two, ten. <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently the 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 guy is physically based on Kirk Douglas. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. He's got the chin. Yeah. True. But, and I, I'm sure LaMarche does a Kirk Douglas impression, but uh, that's that's a harder one to pick up. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, and for, uh, Chase basically narrates the rest of the, uh, the rest of the episode. He does a lot right. of just narrating seemingly out loud or in a whisper to himself. Yeah. Which is pretty charming. But he's still doing it in his chase tones, so it's the air was heavy. Heavy with the fog of lawlessness. Yes. <laughs> also, he, he's also acquired a giant fedora. Yes. Yes, apparently he ordered it online and one size really does fit all. Well, when questioned, he says, uh, you know, my life is full of mysteries. <laughs> also, I ordered it on the internet. Life is full uh. of mysteries. <laughs> well, there's there's a great bit where he's doing the he's doing his little narration and he he's like uh something about the the, the question 
I was not prepared to answer. And then, uh, is it Cody who comes in? Cody who comes in. I think in. it's Danny. Because Danny. it's, yeah, it's she walked in and asked me the one question I wasn't prepared to answer. And the question is, why is it so dark in here? <laughs> that, was, that was really good. But yeah, then he is asked where he got a giant robot-sized fedora, and he ordered it on the internet because one size truly does fit all. <laughs> and meanwhile, everybody else is watching more exciting Crawfish Week events, which is Crawfish Safety Tips with the Mayor. <laughs> and what you should do if you find an unattended crawfish. Are these safety tips for the crawfish, or are these, like, safety tips to protect yourself from crawfish? Well, I guess it can probably, like, pinch your hand. Yeah. They don't pinch that hard. A little. I say, as someone who grew up in the South, they do not pinch that hard. <laughs> so, in that case, uh, in your nomenclature, would this be Mudbug Week? Uh, it would be Crawdad Week. <laughs> Crawdad week. Yeah, crawdad week. Mudbug. Crawdaddies, you know. Yes, little little daddies. <laughs> I don't know why they're dads. I don't know who's your crawdaddy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. Why they're I, they're I'm, paternal, but they're crawdads. Unfortunately, we will never find out uh, what to do if you find an unattended uh, crawfish because. The uh, Huxley Prescott satellite dish is stolen right off his van <gasps> by Evan and Miles. Just <laughs> taking it right off his van. Uh, you know, clearly they have some nefarious purpose, and it is not, as Blade suggests, merely that they want to watch uh, the Pets on Ice marathon. Aww. <laughs> That's what he wants to watch. I, I, at what point does their petty theft... Escalate into grand theft. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a specific dollar amount in which, at which point that occurs. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I, I think mm. they reach it in this threshold where they basically attempt to rob the entire town. Uh, yeah. yeah. They are are now looking at felonies. Yeah, so, so Chase is talking about how the sound of his squealing tires is echoing across the landscape. The, the chief notices that he's narrating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they they set up a blockade for their getaway car. They they zap their tires with a laser. At which point, Evan and Miles steal Chase. Just get right yes. in them, and Chase is like, "I'm gonna go undercover." Except nodding in that kind That's of voice. That's right. I am going to go undercover. And he's also not going to tell anybody about it. No. Yeah, th this, like, it starts out as maybe a good idea, but it escalates into um, Chase aiding and abetting uh, <laughs> destruction of property and theft. No, he's undercover. It's fine. Anything he does being undercover is fine. Uh, yes. And see, he, ha he has to do it because these two mugs are cooking up a plan so big, they'll need an extra chili pot. <laughs> Which, which, again, makes me hungry. So He's so good. He's such a good boy. And so, and Heatwave legitimately thinks that he might, that Chase has become a criminal. Which, Heatwave. Really? I mean. Really? Maybe in Heatwave's world, that is a thing that happens. Because Heatwave wants things to be very serious. Yeah, but it's Chase. And he's he's definitely pulling a cliff jumper here. Yes. He is kind of pulling a cliff jumper here. 
He's a traitor. There's a traitor. He's going to find out about it, and he's going to bring them to justice. I, I mean, but, but, like, these are your fellow rescue bots. I mean, if any of them is even going to accidentally become a criminal, it's not going to be Chase. It's going to be Blades. We know it. Yeah, and it will be an accident. Yeah, I think it's it's just that Heat Wave is still in that space of wanting to be on the big kids show. <laughs> where yes. things like that might actually occur, but he he needs to just calm down and once again accept that he is on the kids show. <laughs> That's not how things go here. Know your genre, Heatwave. Be a little more genre savvy. And of course Chase can't even signal to his uh, to his friends because he is being jammed. And soon enough Evan and Miles demand a test of loyalty by which they just want him to obey their commands. Uh, which includes transforming and also dancing like a quote-unquote chicken. <laughs> uh, cue the Arrested Development clip, has anyone in this family ever seen a chicken? And also, it involves saying mean things about Chief Burns. Yes. Which is yeah. clearly extremely difficult for him. Yes, because, of course, Evan and Miles rule the Burns' drool. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier the when they're stealing drool. or was Oh no, we didn't we didn't get to the T-Rex cameo yet, did Not we? Not yet, because they okay. are they're now headed to uh uh they're headed to Dot Green's lab where they're going to steal some flotium. <gasps> Speaking of the flobsters. Yeah, we do get some flobster reference in here. So that's good. <sighs> So so he goes in and he and we do indeed see our favorite giant robotic tyrannosaur who does a very poor job of guarding things because he is pals with Chase. Yes. Yeah. He's like He's okay, the robots. It's my buddy. It's my buddy. I'm going to act like a dog. <laughs> so T-Rex ends up being useless. Yes. Which does remind me I've seen T-Rexes in stores now. <laughs> What? But uh, I did not buy them because I, I have Megatron. I don't need another one of a figure that I have problems with in Beast Mode. But this one's different <laughs> colors. This one's red. It's different. Co- it is but different colors, red. but I, I don't like the color. I don't like how they've laid out the paint. There's those, there's no paint on the torso. Yeah, but in robot mode, there he, he doesn't have paint on him. What the fuck? I mean, I'm aware the original toy doesn't either, but they, and the, the, the deco on... Beast Wars Megatron that they've just put out is very nice. Yeah. And if it were yeah, on the level good. of that, I would totally have picked it up. Or at least they put something, some design on the chest or had remolded it or something. It's very boring. Yes. I don't need it. Especially not at that price. Also that. Instead, I, I bought a Skeletor today because yeah. Mark Hamill. He man. I thought about getting the evil Lynn. I saw her. But who's, uh, who's, I'm who's spending all of my on money on kitten food uh, and oh, glitter. So. I haven't actually. Jen, who's voicing Evil Lynn? I haven't seen the show yet. Ah, uh, <laughs> Cersei Lannister. Oh, oh uh, what's her name oh, from uh, 300? Uh, do do do. Lena Headley. That's right. Le- Lena Headley. Right. Oh, right. From Dread. Yes. My. Okay. Uh, I was. I was blanking out there for a moment. But yes. I mean, a lot of those do kind of seem like. We we got the first person we could find, like the first person we thought of when we thought, like you know, evil villainess or mm-hmm. uh, scary skeleton ghost man. <laughs> but I mean, the thing that mostly they thought of somebody cool for the first time, so that works. Yes, yeah. I did. Uh, 
I remembered some of the uh, the celebrity casting, but not all of it. But then Man at Arms showed up, and I was like, I don't remember <laughs> which guy from Game of Thrones this is, but it's oh, yes. absolutely extremely some guy from Game of Thrones. It, isn't it Davos Seaworthy, yes! I think? It's Davos. Yeah. Oh, he's great. But Yeah, he's like the best character in that show that devolved it to I don't give a shit about it anymore. It, it doesn't help that basically if you are British, you were in Game of Thrones at some point. So yeah. if if they sound like they have a an authentic British accent, chances are they are someone from Game of Thrones. Well, before we get back to the show, let's go back to Mark Hamill. And, and I was thinking, like, he's been a voice actor in so many things or an actor in so many things. Yet not Transformers yet. Except he was in that one episode. It, he was on Rescue Wait, Bots. One episode of Rescue Bots, but that doesn't feel like enough. He's gonna come back. He hasn't he, voiced he, a robot yet. Well, that's true. But he is gonna be a recurring character on Rescue Bots. He should be yes, a robot, but though. it's not enough. He really needs well, yes. to be a robot. Anyway, so the, uh, you know, he trips a silent alarm. The Rescue Bots are there to intercept him, but wh- he blasts right through their roadblock. And Cody has figured out that, uh, you know, oh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Chase, you know, Chase is watching all the detective movies. And in a lot of those movies, the guy goes undercover. We did just explain to him the concept of going undercover. Perhaps he has chosen this time to try that out. Also, I can't remember where it is that uh, Chase refers to something as harder than a jawbreaker in winter. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really... Apparently, I really should have rewatched the episode from mm. a week ago. Yeah, we did watch these a little while ago, thanks to the aforementioned hacking incident. Yes. Uh, I, I think someone says exclamation of frustration, and I can't remember who. <laughs> well, it's not. that sounds like a Doc Green line, but he's not in this episode. Yeah, no. I, it I, might be it was, a chase line. Yeah. Probably. Blades? It's something silly. It could have been Blades. Anyway, they they have now got the floatium, and they they uh, they spray it on their tech wrecker, and now it is this floating device that is just casting a beam of electronic deactivation all across the city. And the plan is that they will shut down everything in town, and then they will steal. They will basically rob the town blind whilst that's happening. Yes. Hmm. Which sounds like a good idea, but. Do they have an exit strategy? Is the ferry electric? It That's well, they, a good point. Do Does have, it have an electric engine or a gas-powered engine? We see that they do have a force field that blocks this. Yes. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't have... I don't think it has enough range to cover an entire boat. Probably. Maybe if they just have like a little, uh, like, like, you know, Zodiac uh, raft or something. Yeah, or they rowboat Ooh. off the island. It's possible, but... It, mm. it, it, or they just... They just, or they might just think that they can lie low until the chaos, you know, while everybody else is dealing with the chaos. Mm. That doesn't seem like the best plan, because then you still no. have to get out and, like, people are going to remember next week. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. And you gotta yeah. fence the shit. You can't do that on the island. You gotta go to the mainland. Yeah, there, there, the big there are no other criminals on the island. There are no fences. Ooh, that's Unless you're just going to sell all this to Dr. Morocco. I think you're out of luck. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe that's the point. Honestly, yeah, I, I they think better the, be in an episode working for him at some point. 
I know that uh, Priscilla, that the the Pinch family teams up with uh, Doctor Morocco. I don't know if they ever do. Huh. Anyway, you know, stuff is going wild all over town because you know Griffin Rock has enough trouble when its electronics are functioning. When they all shut off, it's mass hysteria. <laughs> well, in some ways, it is safer. Well, yes. But in, in other ways, like the guy with the, with the helicopter, like he's coming down again. Yeah, he uh, he. Fortunately, he is caught by a tree and does not just splatter into the street. Yes. Don't doesn't uh, somebody say at one point? Uh, have you ever thought of just like walking to work? <laughs> I mean, I think I've said that about him. <laughs> and also, Cade is not... A, he's not going on these calls because he is in the middle of a game of pinball, and he is just... He's so close to beating Graham's high score. <laughs> It'd oh, be a yeah, shame and, if and something everyone... happened to all the electronics. Did No, wait. Is that... When they go down scooters... Or, yeah, that's, that's a little later, because the... the Obviously, the power goes out. His high score is wiped out. It's like George Costanza and his Frogger machine. (laughs) (laughs) And so they they have to... uh, Everybody has to make their way out on, yes, foot-powered scooters to save the day. Oh, man. Foot-powered scooters. And they they are eventually stopped by uh, by Chief Burns and the burly arm of the law. Also, at one point, I think Cade suggests that if Chase has really actually switched sides, then maybe we can get Bumblebee to join the team. Yes. (laughs) Chase, kind of a jerk. Yes. Cade, why? But uh, but yeah, there there is also some mention as they're hanging around the firehouse there of like you know, people switching sides sometimes, and I guess that's a reference to that being a thing that happens. Yes. But no, that's not what Chase is doing. Come on, guys, settle down. So, so yeah, they, so they've been apprehended, and now Chase teams with the the rest of the team, explains what's going on, and uh, it says that, you know, they to, to beat them, they're going to have to think like criminals. <sighs> which, which Heatwave thinks is super dumb. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he's all like, hey, I'm Miles. I love to steal. <laughs> that but then really that count. is exactly how it works, because they use the floatium to make themselves float whilst huddling beneath this uh, this generator to wreck the tech wrecker. And so, like a swimming pool in winter, the case is closed. <laughs> And says Boulder, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, this, uh, and that is, that is a wrap on this episode, which was a, this was a, it was a real hoot. Yeah, this is a fun episode. Yeah, fun goofy. Chase just I, narrating I- things and just saying things like that. Like a swimming pool in winter, this case is closed. I think Chase is my favorite robot member of the cast, and I always enjoy a Chase-centric episode. Uh, He's fun. I like Blades, hmm. but yeah, I I think that Chase has a lot of really good, uh, really good potential for stuff like this. So it's a lot of fun. 
Blades usually has the funniest lines. Yes. Boulder needs more stuff to do because he's interesting. I agree. Yes. Boulder does need more stuff to do, but he's... I guess the thing is that, much like Rhinox, Boulder is just really chill, so it's kind of hard to build an episode around him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's never going to become hyper-fixated on detective movies, or... Uh, no, but you, you, could, you could have him hyper-fixated on building something. I guess. He doesn't, like, get trapped in a video game and freak out about everything and have to have video games <laughs> yes. explained to him and declare them to be bullshit, basically. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, that is it for Rescue Bots this week. We'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots or possibly more of our sideshow, Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. It's going to be Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. Okay, then. <laughs> Because that, that's the way the order thing. The Superhuman Cyber Eye Cyberpod episode's coming at the beginning of the month. Okay. Or should. It will be yes. at the beginning of the month soon, won't it? Okay. Yes, yes it will. All right. Time has lost all meaning. <laughs> Until then, you can find us all over there. Um, We're on. It's oh, been a oh, while. Of course, of course. It has been but a while, yes. so I've totally yes, forgotten sorry. David's Tokusatsu Corner. <laughs> oh, and this episode's gone a little long. Okay, uh... This week on Gosei Sentai, Die Ranger! Uh, the new hero has arrived! The White Ranger is here. Ooh, the, the White Tiger Ranger, if I remember correctly? Yes, the White Tiger Ranger, has, which sounds better than the White Power yes, Ranger. Yes, do not call him the White Power Ranger, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's you could if that's what you were doing, but uh, don't but do he, that. He's... Yeah, so the white, the white he he shows up before the opening, which is the new thing now. Normally it's the monsters, but hey, it's a ranger because we're getting a new one. Seventeen episodes into the series, um, is that not conventional? Well, it, it yeah, that is kind of about when new rangers show up, like between like thirteen and twenty episodes in, or ten. Is that when episodes in when your series. normal sixth ranger shows up? Yes, well. Which, um, actually, this white tiger ranger might be when it sort of becomes more standard. Because the green ranger in Zoo Ranger, the first green ranger in Power Rangers, like, he was barely there. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was a gimmick of, like, oh, his pace, he is trapped in a time loop thing. Or, no, no, it's, um... He, he was brought back to life from the dead, and he's only alive for so long, so you have to stay in the sealed room, because every time you go out, you're wearing out your extended lifespan, and you will die again. That sounds amazing! So, it's really cool, but it does mean that he's in, like, ten episodes, really. Oh, man. And they just used lots of that. Well, they were constantly having to... I seem to recall that he was always, like on the American version. He was always losing his powers. Yeah, or which they had to explain it because he was only in like ten episodes fighting right. of ori- original footage. And yet, I mean, when I mean, I, I, I'm a little younger than you guys, but when he, the the Green Ranger showed up for the first time, that was enormous. Everybody was talking yes. about it on the playground the next day. <laughs> oh yeah, even those of us who weren't watching it were talking about it because he has the best looking robot. And it's a also, green Mechagodzilla with a mohawk. He also had the hammiest actor. Yes. Which, but also, also like, like the actor who kind of seemed like he could actually do kung fu. Well, they they could all do kung fu. He was just a little bit better. He was slightly better of an actor, but yes, he was hammier. Yes, which made it entertaining. And he was the like kind of 
not quite anti-hero sort of character, but he had that sort of thing I mean, he was, going on. He was on. definitely more of an anti-hero. I mean, well, he was he a bad guy at the start. Started out but evil, yeah. Yes. Oh, that was always my favorite. He, he was clearly the Dinobot of Power Rangers. Yeah. It was my favorite. Yeah, so that was he's, fun, and, and eventually he the became best. the White Power Ranger. And anyway, yes. here we are with the first, I think, standard, like, range, sixth Ranger, which shows up in every other series after that. It's, it's a much standard now, where to the point where a sixth Ranger almost takes over the show when they show up now, <laughs> which is kind of annoying. Because they're the best. They are. They do tend to be some of the best, but the problem is that they, the the third and fourth and fifth ranger get pushed aside in stories after they show up. Mm-hmm. So you get you get the red ranger stories. Occasionally you get blue or some other one that takes a lot of stuff, and then you get the the sixth ranger taken over, and and then pink and the other colors are just kind of sitting around. Aww. Anyway, this episode the pink. Um, what the fuck happened? Oh. Three new monsters show up who are, like, an ear, modeled after, like, giant ears, giant hand, and and a giant neck. A giant neck? Because they're Lady Ring, Lady Necklace, and Lady Earring. Okay. Which is kind of, it's kind of a neat motif, but a monster who's just a giant, like, neck doesn't convey itself that well, except for every once in a while she does, like, a mecha neck thing where Uh. her neck extends... Other than that, it's very ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of, like, horror movies where there's, like, a disembodied hand. Not a lot where there's a disembodied neck. Yeah, well, well, it's more like, <laughs> like, like, the ear one is just, like, two giant ears on the side of a head that's just an eyeball. And the hand one is really cool because it's, like, a hand wrapped up around where the head would be. So that uh, looks neat. And if I can find a link to what the fuck they look like. Actually, I do remember these showing up in the American version as well. Yeah, good, because they were using footage of it. I definitely remember the... I, well, sort of using footage of it, because uh, they were using, still using the original Z-Ranger suits. Yes. And so they had to make a lot of new footage, and, and it, it, was it got weird. super weird. Yes. I just remember them having to explain pachinko machines. Also that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the, the new ranger is a skateboarding kid. What? Like a... That's, Ten or twelve year old. That's boring. Yes, but it would also explain why in Power Rangers the new White Ranger was acting like a goofus all the damn time in the mm. footage. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Oh, I remember that from what little I saw at the time. I didn't it's like, why pay is that he, much attention? He being a goofus on a skateboard. The hell. Anyway, uh, what the hell's his name? Tommy is very cool. Uh, not, not when he became the White Ranger. He was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, like, and our introduction to him is him, him skateboarding around and, like, stealing an ice cream from somebody. It's like, okay, whatever. He's, he's, he's a being kid. And then he runs into the Pink Ranger, who's not in Ranger form, just going around, and ends up grabbing her boob. So, and stealing her purse... Great. So I fucking hate him already, but it does turn out that that there's a voice in his head telling him to do this shit because the white sword with the tiger head, the the Biako, it, it was talking to him, telling him to get the ranger's attention. I guess that part's not made clear. What the why? 
the white tiger is telling him to do this shit, like groping the pink ranger and making me hate him already. Ah, uh, but but anyway, that while that's going on, the 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 earring and ring ladies show up. The, the three ladies from hell, and and they're working for. I think it was last episode that like this little evil kid showed up. I think I mentioned it. It's like it's weeks ago at this point. Anyway, they're working for him, and and they jet stream attack the Rangers, and 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 it's just chaos. And and the little kid rides around in a rickshaw pulled by the mooks. Sure, like you do. It it just gets very weird. Oh, and it turns out the little boy is the son of one of the trio of bad guys. But, like, he was given up for adoption and, and raised by this crazy monk, and now he's mad at his evil dad, and what? It's getting more complex. But but we have a white ranger now. Okay. And and I'm probably forgetting so much because I didn't wa- rewatch this either. He's going to have a very cool uh, robot tiger in the near future, hopefully. Yeah. And a sword that talks. Yes. Yeah, does he? Oh, that sword was cool. Oh, yeah. He doesn't become the, the ranger until next episode. Okay. But but he grabs the pink ranger's boob again, uh, I think, and, and he breaks into her apartment because he stole her purse to get her keys to get into her apartment to get something out of there, I guess, the white tiger was telling him to get. It, it's... Uh, oh yeah, but, I, I think yeah, I think at the end of the episode he does become the White Ranger because he go, grows from boy to man to, to to disguise himself, and the the talking sword talks for him in Ranger form, so you don't hear this small child saying things. Uh, <laughs> it, it's weird and confusing, and the bad guys just run away. I would also just run away. Talking sword, I'm getting out of there. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it it's strange, but like, oh, I hated Grandpa who left the sword in a stone, and now I'm hating this small child who immediately is grabbing boobs. Uh, this the the show. Why? Why? Can we can we just boobies. go back to normal kung fu because fighting? Fighting, grabbing boobies, children uh, grabbing boobies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Japan seems to have a certain fondness for the perverted child archetype. Yeah. Yeah. Also perverted old men. The perverted old men, at least it makes more sense that old men are perverted, but perverted children is so weird. Why? Why? Why, Dragon Ball? Why? (laughs) Anyway, next week. Yeah, we'll, be so, back. well, next week we'll be back with uh, um, Gridman, well, Dinazenon, the sequel to Gridman, and mm. then there'll be another Rescue Bot. Yes. All right, Yay. so until then, though, you can find us all over there. We are on a Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. We Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for September, we are going to be watching something fun that we will figure out in the very near future. Uh, <laughs> I guess I get uh, final say because it is my birthday month and Rob wants to give us something spooky for his birthday month next month, even though his spooky. birthday month is September as well. 
so yeah, we will think of something fun. Hmm. Uh, let's just say it'll be a treat for the audience, and it'll be a trick for my co-hosts. No. <laughs> it, will it be Canadian content? No, it will not. Oh. But it comes from the worst decade of, in animation history, the 1970s. Ooh. That. Oh, no. Was, was Ralph Bakshi involved? No, you wish Ralph Bakshi was involved. <laughs> I. Oh, there, there are many horrific 90s animation things that I could think of. Oh, two Very. of them are filling me with dread. Oh, this is from the 70s. Wait, se- yeah, didn't I say 70s? I meant you said 90s. 70s. I meant to say 70s. <laughs> also, forgetting the wrong decade that they came out. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to all of our monthly Patreon specials. They are generally a great deal of fun. All right, so, so until uh, until mm. next time, when uh, when the, when the rescue team meets uh, a, a littlest hobo, <laughs> I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Everyone, remember microchip your pets. <laughs> well, yes, that's a good idea. And I'm David. <laughs> <laughs>